Good evening, everybody. MLB, where is it going? What is the future of America's pastime? Will there be a season this year? What will happen to the game of baseball as we know it during the era of COVID-19? Well, I have a tremendous compatriot that's going to be joining me here today. My co-host, the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Downtown Sports is back. And now, in the words of Double C, let's get after it. My God, you want me to get after a dead corpse? That's what you want. <laughs> Gotta love you want me to get C. after a corpse? Because if we're talking Major League Baseball 2020, we're talking about a corpse. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Consider this a burial of 2020, ladies and gentlemen. The season we thought we were going to have is officially dead. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MLB season wrap-up for the year 2020. We never got to do a season introduction. We never got to do season analyzation. We never got to do any of that. We're just we're literally going to be, uh, Mouth is not a sportscaster. Kill Mouth. They get a bo- They will defend Boomer Esiason to the high heavens for telling people to put a hairdryer and pointed at their nostrils. Remember, this is what uh, radio stations were saying about COVID-19. Put a hairdryer up to your nostrils and turn it on, and it will burn the virus out of your nose. I thought it was sunlight. I thought sunlight kills the virus. I thought the warm weather did, too. Boy, were we yeah, wrong. None of that seems to be working. And we're scientists. And worse, and worse yet, guys, worse yet, the coronavirus has affected the brains of people in charge of major league baseball oh yeah um whether it be that they actually have the disease or the hysteria of the pandemic has gotten to them me and john are saying there's going to be no major league baseball this year but uh there's a couple of people that uh they seem to disagree and uh john's gonna let you know about uh these disagreements that we all seem to have because i don't see how we could run a baseball season but Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, Major League Baseball is going to provide. Tell us how they're going to provide, John. Please, let me read it, of course. All right, so this is from MLB Trade Rumors, and the MLB discussed a realignment for the 2020 season. A realignment, how does that sound? So basically, you take away the American League and the National League as we've known it forever in America's pastime, and we replace it with the Cactus and the Grapefruit League, which you see in spring training. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Please. Just, 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 just throwing this out there before you continue. Why are we splitting the leagues to Grapefruit and Cactus? What would having socially distant and or safe baseball have to do with switching the league structures, John? Makes no sense at all. Okay, continue, John. So the 15 teams with spring facilities in Arizona play in Arizona. 15 with spring facilities in Florida will play in Florida. So the Grapefruit League, Florida, Cactus League, Arizona. And then the whole the whole mantra of this makes no sense. You have no fans in the stands. COVID-19 yep. is around. You need to have umpires on hand, the medical and training personnel, camera crews, security, yeah. production crews. And then you have the actual players playing, and you know that COVID-19 is around, and that these players uh, have families they have to go home to. They have kids they have to go, they have to make sure wait, they're wait, taken wait. care they're of. Wait, 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 they're not going home, John. They're not going home from the from the plan that I saw, right? Aren't they going to be sequestered away from family and friends for three and a half months? Yeah, just for- in hotel rooms and stuff, yeah. Entertainment. Yeah, in hotel rooms. How great is and that? Then- 
And they're giving the players hotel rooms. I, I wonder, what are they giving the production staff? I actually saw in one of these stores, I think it's the article you're reading, that they would possibly be housing people inside of the stadiums themselves. Oh, that sounds absolutely brilliant. If you're an ant. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you have to have the intelligence of a cabbage to uh, think that any of this is good. Please continue, John, because... Oh, my goodness. Just letting you guys know, it's worse. The potential for divisional realignment creates myriad new rivalry possibilities and shuffles the deck... A myriad of new rivalry possibilities? Tell me about them, John! And shuffles the deck... Where are the Yankees going to be? Yeah, let me keep going. Such that we might see some current postseason long shots gifted greater hope at the playoffs. Uh... You have, let's see, the um, the Cactus League Northwest. They're going to divide each of these Cactus Leagues and Grapefruit Leagues into three separate divisions, five teams each. So 15 in one league, five teams each, three divisions. Okay, so so obviously we're going by where they play their spring training. So um, how are these divisions working? Where What teams are going to be put where? There's a lot more questions oh, that yeah. we're going to bring up about this later on. But we'll, let's just go with what we've got so far. All right. So one of them is the Cactus League Northwest, for example. So you okay. will have the Brewers, the Padres, mm -hmm. the Texas Rangers, the Mariners, and I don't know why this is thrown in here, the Kansas City Royals. That's going to make up the Northwest Division right there of the Cactus League. No, what? what? I can't even think of any of the two teams that would even have a reason to hate each other. And then we Myriad have... Myriad of new possibilities. A possibility for what? Ratings disaster? Next? All right, then we have... The Grapefruit League in the South. We would have the teams like the Braves, the Rays, and the Twins with the Red Sox and the Orioles. All so of them in the South Braves, the Grapefruit League. Braves, Twins, Red Sox, or... So basically the Braves, the Twins, the Red Sox in the same division. Yes. And that's not even with the Yankees so in there. Definitely not going to make the playoffs ever again. That's it, going it, to be a complete failure. Not this year. That would be interesting yeah. between the Braves and the Red Sox, but... Uh, Let me read some more. Uh, Let's read the rest. Okay. The, okay. Ca the Cactus League in the Northeast Division. The Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, oh, and the yeah, Oakland A's. Then the West Division. The Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Indians, and Angels. Basically, this is the restitution for the Dodgers from 2017, right? <laughs> Pretty this much. This is uh, them saying, hey, 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 uh, you know, you get a free ride to the playoffs. Here you go. All right, let me keep it going. Now for the Grapefruit League. The Yankees would play in the North Division with the Phillies, Jays, Tigers, and Pirates. Oh, so the Yankees got a nice free little pass to the postseason as well. And guess who that leaves? The final division in the Grapefruit League, the East. So the Mets would have... So hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me, let, me just, let me just figure it out. Let me just figure it out. The Mets still have the Marlins still, right? Yes. Marlins are there? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Good. I just want to... I'm going to see if I can figure this out, okay? All right. Uh, the only other team from our division that hasn't been stated was the world champion Washington Nationals. Correct. correct? The Nationals are there. Correct. So, so they're in that division too. Okay. And let's see. I don't think you said the Cardinals yet, nope. which frightens me. The NL Central Cardinals? They're there. The Cardinals are in the East. Yep. And oh, great. And, and then, guess and who that leaves last. last? And guess who that leaves last? Garbage cans and buzzers. Of, the Strohs. The Strohs. Oh, isn't that is great? Forever. Isn't that great? The Strohs. My team is cursed forever. 
Even in bizarro season, will the Mets never have a chance? All I know is, all I know is, somehow, some way, the Mets are the only team who one of their two star pitchers manages to get hurt in quarantine. Let me continue with the season here. So, if they were to do it like this, the teams would play twelve games against each divisional opponent, six games against the other ten in their league, creating a one hundred eight game regular season with the winner of the Cactus League facing the Grapefruit League winner in the World Series in November. What do you think about that? We are having a World Series between a team that's playing baseball in Arizona and a team that's playing baseball in Florida. Yep. Assuming the pandemic isn't over by November, I'd imagine it might hopefully be on the decline by then. You know, maybe people will wake up and get off the beach. Um, Where are they going to play this World Series? Yeah, it just says the winner of the Cactus League will face the winner of the Grapefruit League. And I guess whoever, I guess, has a better record, could that what, determine in, home in, field in advantage? MLB, in, in a game of MLB the show? Because if we were going to – if the entire idea of this was to keep players isolated and safe from one another in the general public, the entire idea of a World Series being played in between Arizona and Florida makes absolutely no sense to me. And here's the big thing about all of this, and I'm going to read about it a little further now. If there were to be a World Series, you know how normally the World Series would be the American League against the National League? That's always how the World Series was, right? But because yep. all these but because all these teams are jumbled into the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues, we might see American League play American League or National League play National League in a World Series game. If it with the Wait. alignment that they have. We could so see. you're telling me that there's a potential for a Grapefruit League Championship seven-game series to make the World Series between the Mets and the Yankees if both teams were so lucky to be in the final two of their league? Well, again, it's it's a battle between the Grapefruit and the Cactus, so it can't be so like... So Yankees are in Grapefruit, Mets are in Grapefruit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so only one could make it. Only one of them could make it. We were going to get a – we actually could have had a Subway series this year if baseball went as normal. Um, so now I'm even robbed of that. Like, Yep. How much more could this virus take from me as a sports Oh, here, fan? let me keep going. Let me keep this going. Other differences oh in the plan – tell me the more they could take. Other differences in the plan to split the season between Arizona and Florida include a – they were going to do an odd number of teams in each league. They would have done daily double headers to make sure each team played every day. And then all 30 teams would have to use the DH. Th- those were some of the uh, other ideas they were throwing around. And they were, and they're going to keep that that ridiculous, stupid, uh, you know, uh, three, three batter rule, right? Three batter rule, except for j- j- and this is the most hilarious part. The only pitcher that's exempt from that rule is the starter. Yeah, you think so? The... A starter could come out and it... face less batters than his bullpen mate. If... Well. A team so chose to do that. Well, we're not going to see the opener anymore. We're not going to see teams bullpenning a game. I doubt we're seeing that this go around. I don't know what we're seeing. What we're seeing is bizarre world. So continue on with what Major League Baseball has released about this. Well, again, if the plan was uh, allowed to go down. Un- I heard Dr. Anthony Fauci was saying something about a July 4th oh, start yes. time, as yeah. was Manfred. Yeah, let me take a look at what he had to say. Uh, Fauci, as you know, like Doctor, he would love to see baseball on July fourth if it were possible. I know Manfred came out with that little statement about we'll only play if the public health blah 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 blah. Well, if he actually meant that, he wouldn't have had his office quote unquote leak it to the press. 
Now, Dr. Fauci, who is a big baseball fan, he is uh, happens to be a Yankees fan, by the way. He does. He's a big Yankees fan. He's a Bensonhurst boy. That's where he's from. Fauci. With Arlene Guadalupe or something like that. <laughs> well, Catholic school. He went to Regis. Well, Dr. Fauci basically said there's a way of doing the baseball. No, nobody comes to the stadium. Put players and coaches in big hotels, wherever you want to play, but keep them very well surveilled. Have them tested like every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other, their family, and just let them play the season out. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that statement. Number one, we don't have enough testing for people in our regular population, much less enough to do weekly tests for baseball, baseball personnel, the players, the umpires, staffing, coaches, broadcasters. I I'll go through the names, the list of all the different positions, because it really needs to be sunk it into people's heads why we don't agree with this. We're going to get into that, but you have to understand in two different locations, think about it, 15 teams with 25-man rosters, right? Yep. So just between the baseball players alone, we're talking at minimum 400 people. And that's not including coaching staff. That's not including grounds crew. That's not including broadcasters, media, Medical personnel. That's another question. What are they going to do about medical personnel? How does that work? Right. Well, what happens if my big question is this? What happens if, God forbid, a player gets hurt and they have to go to a hospital? Let's say a pitcher gets hit with a line drive. Let's say, you know, guy is just throwing a pitch and arm goes out or a, you know what's gonna a crash in the outfield. That means your grandma is going to get COVID treatment if you're in Florida or Arizona. Yeah. You know, hospitals are now making it a priority to treat COVID patients. They're not taking uh, heart issues no more. If you if they can't revive you uh, on the field, they just they let you die. Literally. And by the way, this isn't BS. This actually has been happening in New York City. Yeah. Um, I believe 80 percent of um, calls about, you know, somebody's heart stopped or something like that. 80 percent of those calls result in death now mm -hmm. during this pandemic and you want to say that we're in a situation where we could actually have baseball we have box trucks outside of hospitals here in new york city if you think that these are bs claims or that they're not real trust me i've driven past them i've seen them they're literally taking uninhabited islands and new york city parks to dig mass graves because we are still experiencing death rates of 400 people or more per day. And this is on the downturn, guys. Yeah. So for anybody who's out there who's listening and thinks, well, we could play baseball. My town isn't sick. Yeah. Be annoyed at the fact that you will have lost privileges and you have to stay at home. But do you know what? If you could transplant your life with mine for five minutes and see exactly what it's like in New York City, you would be in your house kissing the floor, thanking God. So how can we have baseball is my biggest question. With everything going on, how can you play? How do you expect players to actually put themselves at risk? I mean, now we're not even going to talk about the public health uh, and the selfishness of this entire idea. We'll get into that later. But let's say a player get, gets hurt, has to go to the hospital. So one, you're, that is now a bed or a spot in an ER or a surgical room that could have been used by somebody who's recovering from pandemic. Now, I understand that people are going to say, well, of course the pandemic's going to be much more light when they decide to do this. Okay, fine. I'm sure we're not going to see the numbers we see now 
Major League Baseball wouldn't start with the numbers that we see now. Obviously, that's completely, completely asinine. My entire point is, how can you have anybody go into a hospital for any reason other than life or death situation? I don't care if it's athletics. Like, I understand if you're a person who's an EMT and you broke your leg, you got to get treated. You were out there helping people. I don't see why Noah Syndergaard, if he uh, dislocates his kneecap running out of fly ball, has to get priority to be treated. I don't see why those players have to be put in a situation where they can actually go to these hospitals, Lord forbid, if it's a real emergency type situation. You can tell me medical staff all you want. You don't have medical staff for a compound fracture with veins bleeding out. You don't have that. Look at it this way. Look also with uh, getting tested. We talked about how big of a problem we have to get rapid testing in in this country. And you know how many you know how many sports athletes have got flack for oh well why are sports athletes able to get tested uh you know they because they have the money to do it and we regular common folk we have to struggle and and die and complain to get a test just relent to the doctors over and over I want to be tested you see the problem that's yeah. creating as well yeah um pe- yeah people like uh the Jenner family and Kevin Durant who wasn't even playing basketball at the time could get tested for coronavirus but uh. Transit workers, EMTs, doctors can't get tested and they're being sent back to work, possibly spreading this virus because there's no test Mm. and they could be asymptomatic. But they're spreading this virus. And you want to tell me you're going to give over 400 players plus. And that's just in one of the two states. So we're talking two fields of at least 800 people or more that you have to contain, control and prevent spread amongst your, your entire workforce. How is that even possible? It's incredible when you look at it like that, but that's really the reality of the situation we're in right now during COVID-19. How can you social distance while playing baseball? You can't. That's the whole game. So then I, I want to introduce everybody to, ready, this is going to be the calls we're going to hear on ESPN if this insane plan goes through, right? And here's Trout. He's running for the pop-up. Oh, my God. He's fainted in the middle of the field. He couldn't breathe through the N95 masks, and the Yankees scored three runs. They're coming out to give Trout some water. They, they can't remove his mask. They don't know what to do. Mm. Or if the mask just blows N95 in his face. N95 masks filter out lots of things, air included. Yeah. Can you imagine if, uh, you know, let's see. I'm going I'm to try to think of another situation here. Can you imagine if they're playing in high heat? And you have to wear sunglasses, and you're wearing that mask. Face is sweating like hell. And uh, let's say you just take her off the ball, and that ball hits you right in that mask in your mouth. Oh, then, then your nose is broken. Up, oh, gotta go to. The, I guess uh, they're, they're gonna have the medical uh, team. Yeah. How are they gonna set that up? Are we gonna literally be making field hospitals and stadiums for players now? Like, has anybody even thought of the logistics behind any of this yet? Yeah, when when they floated this idea out there, did any did a logistical thought go into anybody's head when thinking about this? That's what a pipe dream is, John. We want to have baseball. We think it could be possible, but always you, you never think. Why they call it a pipe correct. dream, John? Why do you know why they call it a pipe dream, John? Humor me because they was smoking something when they came up with it. Okay. <laughs> I never thought I would miss Bud Selig so much as commissioner. My God. My God, Bud Sealing's looking like, ha, 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 you thought I was the worst commissioner? Look at what you stupid asses got now. Ugh. My and God, then, everybody be, ugh. And then we had like more. Re- elected Trump and everybody thought, oh, my God, I missed Bush. 
And Manfred's only going to destroy more of the game as we go. Manfred's only going to destroy more of Major League Baseball, even if we did have a season that I don't even want to talk about here today. But this is his brainchild. This was leaked from the commissioner's office, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, this was a plan that was drawn up. It doesn't mean that they're going to go along with it, but the realignment was an idea. They're going to go along with it. This is is Rob Manfred's way of saying, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, quote, unquote, leak this to the press. Hey, you, be the secret source. Go tell tell Ian Rapper. Or, you know, somebody sniff around this. Go tell Ian Rappaport some stuff, and then we'll see how the public reacts. And if they react, well, we're going to just go ahead with it. If they react crap, we're going to, you know, disavow it and all this other stuff. It's a it's a typical play. But it's sad that Manfred even had to take this avenue at all. You know there's a virus going around. Why would you even draw it up in your mind? Maybe we can get a baseball game, a baseball season, and even though with everything going on, People are going to look at this commissioner and go, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Shoot him. A lot of people, no, no, no. We might look at that because we're in New York. A lot of people around the country are probably thinking, well, why can't we do this? I'll tell you why. Because this virus spreads like crazy. Here's another thing. And I'm going to bring up another point. Let's keep it to the logistical aspects of this entire plan. We know it shouldn't happen because obviously you just shouldn't have masks during a pandemic. But um, let's look at another logistical hurdle. Um, so we have 25 man rosters, right? So we're already going to be responsible for quarantining at least 400 people or more per state that we're going to be having major league baseball in. And this is only considering players, right? We're not even talking about all the rest of the staff that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's going on with the minor leagues? Cause yeah. if I'm not mistaken, you have to get 50 municipalities to agree to even play minor league baseball. There's no shelter in place sort of quarantine plan for minor league baseball you have multiple leagues in multiple regions across 38 or 40 states that you would have to get players from it's not like oh there's a double a league a triple a league a single a league no 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 no. there's at least three or four different leagues for a ball well and double a ball and and triple a ball let me read this point right here this is from nbc sports about the 20 about having a minor league season and it's getting harder to imagine with every passing day of COVID-19. Now, here's a quote I want to read right here from J.J. Cooper of Baseball America. Fan-free games might work in the major leagues where TV revenues are significant. In the minors, they are a non-starter. Minor League Baseball relies on packing fans into the stands on its most successful weekend dates and using those full houses to make up for the sparse crowds on less attended days. Minor league teams rely on the fireworks nights, bobblehead giveaways, holiday weekends to produce a significant amount of their in-season revenue. Theoretically, there may be scenarios where teams see modest revenue and potentially non-profitable games as better than no revenue, but it's very hard for minor league baseball to make sparsely attended games successful. You know, let me, let me just figure that. Let me just unpack that for three seconds. Forget the fact that minor league baseball would be unsuccessful as a business venture right now. How do you guarantee the health and safety of those players? Because let me just inform everybody what a minor league baseball player's life is like, okay? Oh, yeah. You make probably less than $40,000. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for your own accommodations and your own travel. You get a food stipend from your team. You aren't responsible for your travel if you travel on the team bus. However, if you have to fly to a location, you have to fly commercial on a chart, uh, not on a chartered flight with just your team. You have to fly commercial to places. Mm-hmm. That's not possible during COVID-19. 
That's first. Second off, there's been no mention in the major league plan about what to do if you have an injury. And this is why this talk of the minor league system is important because how many times during the baseball year, even the vaulted Yankees had to reach into their minor league system to pull somebody up out of obscurity mm-hmm. and to bring them up to play baseball in the majors. Yeah. Exactly how does that process work now? How Are we expanding rosters to get more players in? Or are we just going to be trusting these minor league guys while they're not playing baseball, not in a training facility, not being watched by the teams or anybody to responsibly self-quarantine themselves without help, without assistance from Major League Baseball in order to do so so that they can minimize their risk to the virus. Then you're going to bring that guy up to the Major League level to play, and you never know. That could be an asymptomatic carrier, and bang, 300 people are infected in Major League Baseball. These are all things that MLB and the minor leagues this is the real reality of it right now. They don't realize, I don't know if they even realize what they're doing if they try to bring a season art. This is why they haven't, I don't think they've thought much of this through. And if you, no. even if you dare go ahead with this season, you're putting several people's lives in jeopardy already. There've already been a couple minor leaguers that have tested positive for the virus, both in the Yankees system. Uh, one of the minor league coaches for the A's, he thankfully is okay now. He's off a ventilator for God's sakes. Already, this has hit the minor leagues. COVID-19, regardless of if we had baseball or not, we've already had minor leaguers get sick. Amazingly. Yeah, that's why they had to shut down spring training. Yeah, amazingly. They tried social distancing. I'm amazed we haven't heard a major league player having the virus. But I've heard NBA's had it, NFL. We have not heard about it in major league baseball. But that could change if we play. Or it could happen in any given day right now. And then on top of that, players have come out and said they refuse to do this. So yeah. let, let me just g- give you uh, two examples of players that refuse to do this. Please, right? please. Example number one is uh, Zach Wheeler, whose wife is pregnant with their first child due to give birth in July. And by the way, she lives in New York. So you're telling Zach Wheeler that he has to be sequestered and apart from his wife when his wife is pregnant with their first child in the middle of the state that has been hit the hardest by this pandemic. And you're going to tell him that he has to stay away from his wife and newborn child. That includes Mike Trout. Mike Trout as well, as well as that of Clayton Kershaw. He, They do not want to play baseball with no fans and with a COVID-19 pandemic. It never will work. to play baseball with a COVID-19 pandemic going around? I don't know. I, 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 these are fine-tuned athletes. These athletes are like fine-tuned machines. It's not like back in the 1950s where, unfortunately, and this is wrong that it happened that way, but our heroes used to go after the season's over. Uh, you know, Joe DiMaggio was a, a butcher. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, you know, Mickey Mantle delivered milk or, or did another job or something like that. These people worked regular jobs. Yeah, people would go back to the farms and go back plowing in the fields, getting ready for the wintertime, you know, little things like that. They they weren't thinking about how to finely tune their bodies mechanically and chemically with supplementation and specific nutrition meant to boost the levels of this particular type of amino acid in your blood. Back in in, faster and... Back in Babe Ruth's era, testosterone was HGH, basically. That's kind of what HGH was back in Babe Ruth's time as far as uh, supplements were concerned. We didn't have, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, prednisone or all those little uh, enhancements. 
no, yeah, no, no. We had prednisone. Prednisone we had even in the 20s. That was the first. Okay, we did have prednisone. Okay, my apologies. But uh, but we didn't have like Mega Man from GNC and and uh, you know, ageless ageless male. Take this pill if you're four years old, and it'll make your dick work again after <laughs> ten years of dormant. We like we have so many different things, and these players, their diets are so scientifically tuned. They have like scientists and mathematicians and nutritionists working out exact portions of this. So if these players put this much work into their health and their body, why would they risk playing? to get a pandemic that could cause them permanent heart damage and permanent lung damage. Very good. To me, that's screwing up your entire investment that you made in your life is if you catch COVID-19 and you happen to catch a serious strain and then you have lung damage or God forbid heart damage. Look at Eric Curry. Eric Curry had a little bit of heart trouble, couldn't play basketball anymore. Mm. What do you think is going to happen if uh, Clayton Kershaw catches coronavirus and has some scarring in his heart. But Dave Farquhar yeah, had like a brain, he had a brain well. issue. Matthew were playing in nowadays baseball. Would you let him play? Would you consider him immunocompromised? And that's the thing. There's a lot of situations that you, that Major League Baseball seems to have just not thought about. They haven't even put any thought into any of this, it seems. Because I've seen nothing saying that we're going to expand rosters since so we have players available. You know what? I, if they would have said something like, "You know what, guys? Here's what we're going to do. There's no minor leagues. There's no minor league baseball, but we're going to allow 50 man rosters so that play a 25 man active roster and a 25 man inactive roster that you could pull from in case of an injury. So then, these are the 50 players that your team has for this season. This is what you roll with. Everybody else who is who has not been signed as a free agent or is in a minor league system." So sad, too bad. Uh, we'll give you, a, we'll give you a little bit of a care package to go home with, and you're not playing until 2021. But you know, something like that. I didn't even hear any sort of contingency plans for what happens if someone gets hurt. And, it, and not, I'm not even talking about in terms of medical treatment. I'm talking about in terms of replacing the player. Because if somebody has to be out for six weeks. Who are you going to replace them with? What are they, just one pitcher down now? Yeah, baseball has got a lot of problems coming up ahead of it, not just with COVID-19, but for next year as well. Once we get to the end of 2021, oh, yeah, guess what happens when we get to the end of 2021? The collective bargaining agreement collective expires. Bargaining yeah, so guess what baseball could be in for down the road? A work stoppage, maybe a lockout. Can you imagine no baseball you know, via lockout? I I wouldn't be surprised if it starts this year. If baseball actually goes ahead now, I heard what Manfred said. I heard what he said about they're not going to do it until players and fans are safe. Okay, that's a nice little foreshadowing of no baseball. If they actually go through this plan, what's to say that Mike Trout and Zach Wheeler aren't just going to say, hey, guys, call up all their friends. Hey, I made about you know 10 mil last year. Hey, all you minor league guys and you lower rank guys are only making five hundred grand. I got you. Click. I would and love to see a player doing that. Uh, I would love to see one of the high price players doing that. I would love to see John Carlo do it. High price players in the NBA giving their salaries to workers. Yeah, we've already seen that. I I could definitely see something where the MLB Players Association provides their union members with financial assistance during a work stoppage to prevent them from having to play in COVID-19. And then it runs out in 2021. This might be, you know, as scary as it might sound, 
I don't think we're going to have baseball season, whether sense prevails or not, because I would imagine a lot of players might just not want to show up. Exactly. And right now, do you think if we were, if we were to resume baseball, even if everything went back to normal, look back at 9-11 for a moment. You know how long it took for people to get comfortable riding a plane again? You know how long after Sandy it took for yeah. people to feel safe to go back in the city again? Yeah, this in didn't Forbes take two magazine, weeks. This I... didn't take three months. It took a year, two yeah. years just to be back to normal. Yeah, now let me let me just say this straight away. On Forbes magazine online today, it shows this today. 72% of people have said until there is a vaccine, we do not feel safe going to live gatherings and live events. Yes. I'm not saying people can't go to work. Look, I'm not saying we're going to all be off of work forever until there's a vaccine. No, look, everybody's going to get it at some point. A lot of people get mild case. Some people don't feel it at all. But do you know what? It still kills a lot of people, and it seems to not be discriminate against healthy, unhealthy, pre-existing condition, immunocompromised or not. It doesn't discriminate via age. I've seen people who are 95 years old recover from this virus, and I've seen six-year-old children die from it. I've seen people who were the healthiest people you'd ever saw just drop in their 30s in their 30s in their 30s 30s remember that uh remember that uh principal that uh elementary school principal she was 36 years old got coronavirus went to the hospital she was a tiny bit short of breath in two days she was on a ventilator and dead these are the stories that are coming out about this and this virus we don't even know how exactly how spreadable it happens to be. We don't have enough information. Everybody had different effects from this virus. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how tough you are, how old you are, how healthy you are. The virus attacks and just has one goal in mind, kill. That's it. That's it. And let me just say another thing. Let me just say another thing about this. I mean, and the one, the way I know, I've seen people who get the virus, it, I think it really depends on viral load, right? It really depends on how many people around you had it that you were exposed to. So let's say uh, even if somebody had a particularly bad strain of COVID, if you were around that person for like a couple of seconds and it was only that one person and you maybe only breathed in just like the tiniest little bit, you don't maybe you don't get that sick. But in a situation where you are now saying that we're going to isolate close to a thousand, close to 1,000 people per state in two states just to have Major League Baseball, I, I don't understand how you keep everybody safe in that kind of a situation. It just doesn't make sense. Until there's an antiviral, until there's a treatment, until there's something that we could do to say, Hey, if you get this virus, you're not going to die. Do you know how long it took? The only thing you could do. Do you know how long it took for life to return to normal after the 1918 flu? You remember how long that took? Two years. It took two years, roughly, to get over that. through the pandemic in 1920. 1920. All off of one parade. All off of relaxing quarantine laws for one parade in Philly. And now here we are a hundred years later and we cannot repeat that mistake from 100 years ago. We can't. Look, I love baseball. I love baseball. Now this isn't to say, oh, I'm, I'm some 
un-American person who doesn't love his baseball. I love baseball. I weep that it's gone. I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I have nothing to watch. I'm literally – now, John, listen to this. This is how low I've gotten in terms of live entertainment, right? This is how low I've gotten. I've, got, I've, I've resorted to going to YouTube to watch high-limit coin pusher videos just for the thrill of something happening live. Will they win or will they lose? I get the desperation, but do you really want to risk your favorite players' lives just for your own entertainment? Do you really want to risk the people of Florida and Arizona's lives just for your own entertainment? Well, right now, the governor there doesn't seem to care. The governor over there does not seem to care. He opened the beaches up in Jacksonville. We've already seen crowds galore walking the Jacksonville and Southern Florida beaches as if this virus isn't even around. You know what? If, if those governors want to treat their states like Petri dishes, that's cool. But it shouldn't involve people that I happen to like. I don't want to see my favorite players get sick or hurt or die. I mean, I understand they're millionaires and they'll live better than I ever will in my life. But you know what? That doesn't mean that I, that doesn't mean that they should just go out there and risk themselves for our entertainment. What is this? Are we are we are we ancient Rome now and they're the gladiators? They got all the spoils and riches from the emperor, but at the end of the day, they're still slaves. And then if you bring back baseball, on top of all the moral issues with making people do this anyway, if you bring it back, you're bringing it back in some sort of bizarre world fashion that doesn't even make sense. I know how lab mice feel right now. I know the feeling of lab mice now. Yeah, no. No, literally. Well, the people in Florida might know what that feels like right now. Because especially people that are even sheltering in place, all these idiots that are going to the beach and, and, and not social distancing, like, they opened it because I understand it's just almost like the backyard. I, I, I live in a beach town. The beach is my park. The beach is my backyard. The beach is where we barbecue. The beach is where we walk our dog. I get the entire idea. I get the whole entire point. People where I'm from are not flocking to the beaches to get a tan. They're maybe on the boardwalk doing socially distant walking and giving people dirty looks for not wearing masks. That's how people are here. We're not seeing that in New York because we understand the consequences of this virus. Well, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens come July, June, when the weather warms up. What happens to Brighton Beach? What happens to Coney Island? What happens to Jones Beach? Are they going to open them up? No. It's all going to be No, Long Island beaches will be open. New York City beaches are going to be closed for sure. So everyone's going to flock to Jones Beach. So everybody will flock to Jones Beach. A lot Beach. of Long Island beaches are also creating a membership, too. But everybody will come out of the city, and they'll want to go out to Long Island to go to Jones Beach, maybe to go upstate, go to Lake George. I don't know, maybe go further upstate to go to the world, you know, to go to the county fair if that even happens. Who knows? No, that's not going to happen. None of that's going to happen. I'm sorry. None of that is going to happen unless there is a drastic change or unless we find out that if you've got antibodies, you're not going to catch this virus again. That's the other cry of the truly desperate. Once people get the antibodies, it's safe. We don't know if people are actually safe or if they can't catch this virus a second time. Um, Yeah, you might have the antibody with bodies to the strain that you had. And maybe the next few mutations are the strain because it hasn't changed enough to get you sick. But if you have antibodies for this coronavirus, what happens to the one that comes in October? The second strain. That one? The second do wave. we even know the answers to those questions? Yes. Until we do, we can't have professional sports. Dr. Fauci even made it clear, this virus isn't going to die out like SARS. It's not going to die out like no. MERS. It's not going to disappear like the original flu itself. It's going to be around 
forever, seasonal. It's not going to go away until we have a vaccine. Period. Or at least some, even not a vaccine. Look, HIV AIDS doesn't have a vaccine. Just some kind yet, of treatment. Okay? But we have antiviral treatments that allow people yeah. to live regular lives. Just some kind does, of treatment. I have a question for our younger listeners. Does anybody else remember that Magic Johnson is HIV positive right. who wasn't living in the early 90s? Yeah. Because that hasn't been talked about in over 15 years and you haven't seen Magic Johnson suffered the effects of, eight, of being HIV positive. Arthur Ashe died of it. Antiviral medication Arthur, that allowed him to live a normal, regular life. Arthur Ashe died of AIDS complications. Yeah, but but the point is, but go from 1980s to the 2020s, right? We have antivirals that allow people with AIDS to live normal lives, and in some cases, some antivirals even prevent the sexual transfer of HIV between people at least this is according to medical claims like we, it, we we have to come up with something that prevents people from dying of this virus i don't care if it's a vaccine i don't care if it's an antiviral i don't care if it's therapy vitamin treatment we find out something that helps you not pass away well there is currently you, there is currently one that's being discussed right now working in chicago out of the Gilead company that handles this drug. It's called Remdesivir. And it's being used on very severely ill patients mm -hmm. with COVID-19. Right now, it's had very positive results. Well, it's been very good to treat them. I'm not, and, and you know what, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's impossible to have sports ever again. I'm not saying it's even impossible to have a baseball season. We just can't I'm, have it now. Good. Yeah. We just can't, can't have it now. now. It can't be anytime. I don't even think this year until we don't have box trucks parked outside of hospitals that are chilled in order to transport the bodies to mass graves. I don't understand how we're thinking of major league baseball. I understand that's not Florida and that's not Arizona. Thank God that it's not Florida or Arizona. And if you're in those places, just get on your knees and thank whatever higher power you believe in. Or if you don't thank the good vibes you got uh, or something, because you don't understand the hellscape that it is. You don't get it. You, you, you don't understand the way it is. Like if you walk outside without a mask on, now people just look at you funny. Like you, you're outside and, you're, and, and you see two people talking on the street, standing next to each other. They're looking at them like, oh my God, somebody coughs, you give them a weird look. Like, you know, I, I understand in other parts of the country, it's not really affecting people like that. So you don't see it, the devastation for yourself. But mm -hmm. Why would you ever want to risk anybody? If you like your baseball players and you and you adore your star players, like people in people in Texas, you like you like your star baseball players. Uh, you know, you like Denard Span in Washington. If you like, if you love all these players that are around, if you like Kershaw in LA, why would you want him to risk his life just to entertain you? Well, this is what sometimes a lot of uh, people don't realize, particularly the players. You know, like the fan, they feel sometimes the fans just come out just to pay their good money to see him play and just. Oh, you know, we expect you to not get hurt. So if if Clayton Kershaw, God forbid, blows his arm out in a big playoff game and, and he says to the media, I'm sorry, my left arm is completely shot. I can't play. And then the fans go, oh, well, Clayton Kershaw's being a wimp. That's what I always thought about Clayton Kershaw. He never shows up in the big game. Yeah, that sounds yeah you know what? I honestly thought that we wouldn't have been that way with actual players' lives. It's kind of sad that uh, we're actually considering how do we risk the lives of young adult men between age 20 and 30 just for our entertainment. 
Yep. And I think that's the, the for our entertainment, and and that's what they're doing it for. And, and players want to come back, and they want to play. They want to get paid. Let's be real, especially the minor league players are players that are just getting into their first years of eligibility in the major leagues. Maybe uh, you know they're getting brought up as a backup reliever or something like that, and they're making five hundred and sixty grand. But if they don't play, they don't make anything. I understand, I get it, but you can't put public health at risk. You can't put people's health at risk. There is no way Major League Baseball is going to contain two areas with almost a 1,000 people each and make sure that every one of them stays inside, gets constant COVID testing, and doesn't spread the virus to anyone else or get the virus themselves. There is no statistical way that that could happen, John. I'm sorry. Well, right now with everything that's happening with baseball right now, with COVID-19 and where they're heading in the future. Baseball is at a very interesting crossroad right now. What to do? How are they going to salvage America's pastime for what it is? And just how will baseball be able, really in my book, how are they going to bounce back? How are they going to recover from a crisis like this? We haven't seen this in 100 years of our lifetime. We've we've never seen something like this with COVID-19. Never in our no, lifetime. We've never. No. And, and I think that's the other thing, that people are trying to equate it to things that they know and they understand. And it makes people afraid to know that they just don't understand what you know is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Makes people afraid. So, you know, they're gonna go back and act on the things that they know. And, you know, I'm not heartless. I wanna see baseball. I wanna see baseball being played. In fact, I'll give you some hope, sports fans. In Taiwan, they actually opened up their baseball league again. And what they're doing is they've actually put robotic and mannequin fans in the stands to make it look like on the television broadcast that they had fans. Why don't they just put virtual fans? In Taiwan, the virus has not, you know... It's doing okay over there. Well, why don't we put so virtual fans in our stands? Thing. Why don't we put virtual? Why don't we make our our fans virtual? Why don't we make virtual fans it, in our ballpark? Right? Look, if they actually look, if they actually, if it actually is safe enough to run games without without people in the stands, but they can actually really put forth the plan that guarantees their safety and addresses all the issues that we spoke about, then yeah, we could definitely have that just for the sake of camera shot. Well. I look, I'm happy Taiwan's at least doing it because we thought Japan was going to do it. There was an idea that baseball could have been played in Japan during the time of this pandemic, but the prime minister of Japan shot that idea down when he had to declare a state of emergency for Japan. So the whole state is locked you know, maybe, you know, going under a stay at home. You know, maybe the MLB should contact Taiwan. Could we see that? I have happening? an idea. If you want to play it, be it safe, you know, maybe uh, we're going to get into how other sports are handling COVID-19 on other episodes, guys. I'll give you a little bit of preview. You know, don't think I'm saying all sports can't be played. I actually think that professional golf should be first and foremost of the sports that should be played. And it's being rumored to come back. It's being rumored to come back. Yeah, I think they are actually going to come back. And there's ways to do it socially distant and safe. There is ways to get that done. I see. I think professional golf is going to be something that could keep the American public going in terms of sports consumption. Uh, something else is, uh, I don't know if Dana White's Mortal Kombat idea is going to actually work out or not. They are in processes of buying an island. Yeah. I'd like to see where that works out for DW. I'd love to see where that works out. You know, it actually might. If you actually get people tested and screened upon getting on the island, and if it's really uninhabited and the only 
human activity is you and your people, it can work. That can actually work. My if you could actually pull that off. Uh, Dana White for me equals disaster warning. That's my DW abbreviation for him. He's not Dana White. Disaster, di disaster warning. Disaster. This My is gonna... God, no. He's gonna What's going to happen is when he gets this private island, he's going to come out in a Shao Kahn costume and shout, Mortal Kombat! Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Conor McGregor is going to come out dressed as Raiden. Can't you aren't you ready for that, John? Ugh. I could think of so many ways how this is going to fail if I'm Dana White. Right now. Well, we'll talk about those oh, ways yeah. on another episode. Oh, sure. Let's just wrap up all the ways that Rob Manford has failed. John, go right ahead. Well, the fact that he's even coming up with this idea of trying to play baseball and doing a realignment through a pandemic. By the way, it's been officially denied by him, and he says it. he didn't really put that out there. That was not a real thing. Yeah, the source was leaked from the commissioner's office, so we know it was him putting out the idea without having to sign his name to it. It's okay, Rob. We understand. And then splitting teams up, 15 on the Cactus League, 15 to the Grapefruit League, doing away with the American and National League. Just, just forget that that rule exists for 2020. Just change all the rules. Uh, don't play with any fans. Uh, don't care if players get hurt. Don't play if they get sick. How, how, that's cruel. It's cruel and it's sick. It is, actually. And then the third thing. Please. You're actually endangering public health to allow MLB to play. So what you're telling me is it's now we can't get general surgery. I'll let people know I need to get a, what's considered a quote unquote elective surgery, but it's really not an elective surgery. I actually need this surgery to happen. And can you get um, it now? You but can't But it's considered get it elective because my life isn't on the line right this absolute yeah. second. So you're telling me I have a surgery that I need to get where if I don't get it, I could die. That I can't get that surgery, but if um, but if Jacob Degrom um, sprains his left toe and, and needs surgery on his foot or something, that surgery is all right. You're telling me that these people who are not symptomatic of coronavirus, obviously they're not, otherwise they wouldn't be playing in this uh, sort of thing, right? You're telling me these people that 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 they are worth more than a doctor or an MTA worker who uh, gets sick and they have to wait seven days before they even get a test. And then another seven days before they find out if they're positive or negative. It's all about the and money. they're actually back to work before they even get a it's test. It's all result. about the money. Money is what talks today in the world, not our economic situation, <clears throat> not our, oh, how are we feeling? And no, money, money. That answers all our questions. And you today. would think the smart money would say to keep everything home and not have a op have a business operating cost. No, you see, they're not even being smart about that. It would actually cost them more money to have this cockamamie fake season than it would for them to actually just shut down and to give all the major league players major league minimum salary for the year, guaranteed, shut the game down. It would cost them less money to do that. And you know what I feel more bad for at the end of all this? I feel bad for the vendors, for the people that work in the in the little you know the bars that, that you know have to do the food service businesses and do their sales of merchandise of shirts. I feel more bad for those guys. They're going to get laid off. The they layoffs are happening. The layoffs are happening already. People are getting yeah. furloughed. 
everywhere. It's happening right before our eyes. And we're talking about spending money and resources to get professional baseball back up and running. For what reason, I don't know. Because as far as I see it right now, the public health condition is not improved enough to even begin to have a thought about this conversation as of yet. I'll be willing to talk NFL with you because that's in, that's in September and later. You could push off that season to start that season in mid-October if you really wanted to, to give more time for the pandemic to die out. There's ways to do that. The NFL also has a lot less movable parts that you have to deal with. They only play one game a week. You could shelter in place the NFL in a city and have team and play double headers in one football stadium one day a week in an area where there's almost no population. That's possible. I don't see how you do 125 games. Yeah. I don't see how you do 125 games per team. 30 Mm. times 125. I don't see how that even happens. 125 is about the number of an NFL schedule. They talked about 108. Oh, yeah, 125 in the NFL or 108. Yeah, 125. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And they already talked about extending the NFL season to 17 games. They've already kind of approved that already. So they're going to play well, seven. That that, well, yeah, that might happen, but the, at the point, but the point I'm trying to make is one game a week for each of those teams. So you take the amount of NFL teams, divide that in half every week, and that's how many games you have to produce during that particular season week. It's well, possible hmm. you can get it done. You could take it. You could have NFL every day of the week on television in front of no fans. A game in the beginning and the end, a game at the end of the day, a game at the beginning of the day, a game at the end of the day. You could rotate the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday football. It, it can happen. Mm-hmm. It's actually somewhat plausible. Their rosters are big enough that you can actually keep reserves for injured players Well, the play- on your roster right there. The logistics are there for football. Baseball has not – baseball has always been a logistical nightmare, and they don't have the logistics capability to run a season in 2020 during a pandemic i'm sorry i know this is depressing for everybody to hear it but i'm sorry there's got to be a couple of sports guys to tell you people the truth and on that note our first show wraps up and comes to an end we will certainly find out the fate of the other sports and how are they going to handle the new era we live in called covid19 but for the mouth of the south john shivoni i'm the beast of the east jonathan pariente thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the air next time. Have fun and quarantine ashore, everybody. Take care of yourselves and each other.